Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am not well. This is a tale of woe, I have to say. You, some of you may have already heard about this catastrotheme, but we went for a lovely holiday in the Cotswolds, four nights, gorgeous, gorgeous house, lovely food, uh, lovely book shopping, great. Um, and there was a hot tub there. And I thought, wow, wonderful. So I'd have a bit of time in the hot tub every day. Great. And it had this warning about how maximum 15 minutes should be had in the hot tub. And I just thought, well, they just don't want to pay the cost of keeping it hot. Uh, so the last day I spent probably, I don't know, 45 minutes in there and uh, got out, walked upstairs, started to feel a bit funny. Next thing I know, coming round on the floor, I've got burns all down my face, like carpet burns. I've hurt my neck, my shoulders. I can't see out of one eye. I'm not feeling very well, but um, I'm not sleeping. So I'm doing lots of book reading and there's still books to talk to you about. So this isn't going to be the longest uh, podcast, this one, I'm afraid, but it is full of some great reads. Well, a lot of them are great reads and I've got an issue with one of them that could just be me being in a bad mood. But we'll see. See what you think about that. Um, but before I get started, we've got the lovely, lovely QuickBook Reviews podcast people who are very busy reading. And uh, yes, let's have a look at what everyone's reading. So Sally's reading oh, The Magic Faraway Tree by Enid Blyton. Uh, Julie's reading Hostage by Claire McIntosh. I've read that one. I must review it soon. Um, Annette's reading In the Woods by Tama French. I've got that one. I need to read that. Debbie's uh, reading Fingersmith by Sarah Waters. Um, Victoria's reading Blood Orange by Harriet Tice. Sue's reading The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams. Amanda's reading Louis and Louise by Julie Cohen. Vicar's reading Desert Heat by J.A. Jance. Lauren's reading Set My Heart to Five uh, by Simon Steve Stevenson and allegedly by Tiffany D. Jackson. Emily's reading Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. I have that. I need to read it. Nancy's reading Murder on Bamboo Lane by now Naomi Hiram. Hara. There we go. So that's a good selection of books being read. And I have got a very interesting, a smorgasbord of books for you today. So the books I'm going to review include Dal A for Aunties, 
Um, Hunt, sorry, Dial A Frantis is by Jesse Sutanto. Um, Hunt by Leona Deakin. The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman. Um, Earthed by Rebecca Schiller. And The Unheard by Nikki French. Now, um, The Unheard, Hunt and The Man Who Died Twice are just coming out. Um, Dale Frontis has been out for a little while in hardback and is now in this glorious pink book for paperback. And Earth, Earth is fairly, it came out about six months ago, I believe, but I've just got my mitts on it. And uh, that was definitely a, a good one to be reading while on holiday. So uh, without further ado, let's talk through the books. So can you hear the chair? I've got a rockety chair as well, making odd noises. It's going to be one of those days. Just bear with me. So Dale Ferrantes by Jesse Sutanto. We've got Jesse coming on as well, which I'm so pleased about because this this is a great book. It says on the cover, Whip Smart, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, it's funny in a sort of easy, accessible read, but it's different. You can so easily see it being made into a film. Let, let's read the, bur the blurb. When Medi Chan accidentally kills her blind date, she turns to her aunties for help. Their meddling set her up on the date, so they kind of owe her. Although hiding the dead body is going to be harder than they thought, especially when her family's wedding business has the biggest wedding of the year happening right now. It turns out the wedding venue just happens to be managed by Medi's ex, a.k.a. the one who got away. It's the worst time to see him again, or is it? Can Medi finally find love and make her overbearing family happy? Um, yeah, so it, it's a mixture of different things. It, it's sort of, um, there's a, there is a, a death, so there's some crime, there's humour, there's romance, or is the romance, there's all of that, there's the family. It's just a... Um, a happy read and it's the sort of thing where you you laugh but you're sort of snorting with laughter thinking oh my goodness I shouldn't be finding this funny and yet I am I think the relationship she has with her family is first class and uh, I just thought it was great let's go for that I forgot what the first sentence is <laughs> it's a short one this is prologue eight years ago there is a curse in my family I'm going to leave it at that. Absolutely superb. And let's talk to Jesse now. So, Jesse Sutanto, author of Dal A for Aunties. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's been a long time coming. I've been looking forward to, to talking to you because this book, just glorious. Well, let's start with the basics. How did you get the idea for this book? So, um, <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to write about like something inspired by my family um but when I whenever I tried it it was always a bit too serious you know like the drama was yeah. like kind of soap opera-ish and I and it just wasn't me so I kept shelving it and then at one point I I was like oh well you know what if I threw in like a dead body uh in there <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And it just worked so well like yeah it just flowed so <laughs> yes that was uh, yeah it, it's great did you change the story as you were writing it or did you know from the very beginning exactly how how it would uh, all work out so I I outlined it to um up to when the wedding ceremony happened 
And then yeah. I had to, then I started writing and um, then I, I kind of had to work out very slowly what happened, you know, in the end. Because I, I knew that I wanted like a happy ending, but I just didn't know how they were going to get out of it. Yeah, yes out of the mess that they find themselves yes and it's this balance of humor and some serious aspects of having you as a dead body after all Mm -hmm. it's just excellent is it was it hard to maintain that balance as you were writing um it's it's hard and also surprisingly easy uh so what I did find hard surprisingly was so when the aunties started fighting, you know, with one another, I I would often kind of have the feeling like, oh, wait, is this a little bit too serious? <laughs> um, is the drama becoming a little bit too much? You know, because I really yeah. wanted them to stay very funny and lighthearted throughout. So that was what I found really difficult to to kind of balance. Yes. Well, you said you certainly managed it. I mean, for me. Um, the book is is a gem. It really stands out. When did it feel to you that that this was a standout? That this was a gem? When did you get those sort of vibes from it? Um, so I, it was the most fun that I had writing a book, <laughs> and I I would like think of something like when I thought of the the eggplant, you know, in the chat messages. I I actually burst out laughing while I was <laughs> outlining it. Um, and I rushed out to tell my husband about it. And then um, just a lot of things in the book. When I was outlining, I started laughing to myself. And that had never happened before uh, with any of my books. So that that moment, you know, felt very special to me. Oh, yes, that's wonderful. Because they always say, you know, do something you enjoy and for you to really enjoy yeah. the writing. That's yeah. wonderful. Um, I enjoyed the the vibrant characters. You, you've mentioned some already. Did they come to you as a fully formed group, uh, especially with family experience, or did they sort of mm-hmm. pop up individually? Oh, um, <laughs> it's so funny because they are kind of, you know, based on <laughs> uh, a variety of my relatives, but I, I will take it to the grave, like who they're kind of based on. Um, and I, I made sure to kind of mix, uh, mix up a lot of different elements from people, like to the point where even my mom didn't know who was who. So. Oh, wow. You've disguised <laughs> yeah. it. Wow. Yes, I have. <laughs> and I, I only told her like, oh yeah, well, you know, big aunt is kind of, um, you know, based on this person in our family, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I completely did not see that." But yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Um, and how did you manage the different strands of the story? Because again, it's it it read as if it was effortless, but um, writing can't be that effortless. It's kind of like a few different stories rolled into one, I guess. So, like the family drama part, that you know, that was very effortless because of my family um and the romance part which which was okay and then the the murder part that that one was really difficult as soon as the police you know came into the story so that one I found really really challenging because once you have cops in your book you know it kind of feels a little bit like it's out of control 
Yeah. Because they're going to, they have their like procedure and, you know, the plot has to follow that. And that's kind of why I, I had it in, uh, on an island where, you know, they were really cut off from the yes, mainland true. cops. Because yeah. if the yeah. mainland cops came, you know, then that is it. Like that would be over for them. Yeah, no, I can I can understand it made it work really well. How did you plot this book out then? Okay, you got the idea and the characters came to you, but you, are you somebody who writes down 20,000 words before they even start? Or is it just the idea lights you and 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 you start typing yeah I used to be like that you know um an idea would strike and I would immediately start writing but that ended up you know I ended up with very messy drafts um so this was my ninth book and and by then I I had kind of learned how to outline so I think I had an outline which was about um three pages long uh and it only outlined up to the wedding scene um, because I, I just didn't know what was going to happen after that. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of knew the broad strokes. Yes. Are you somebody that likes reading quite pacey books because the book felt pacey to me as I was reading it? Oh, gosh, you know, it's it's just because I am so bad at um, like transitions or like time, you know, like with uh, oh days later or or weeks past and uh I'm so bad at conveying you know that weeks have passed and um in my previous book people would often be like oh this it feels very abrupt you know like it feels like we're still in the present and then suddenly there's a time change and so I was like you know what I'm not going to deal with that this is just going to take place over the course of, I don't know, it was like two days or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, so which kind of like a, Yeah, it was like a crutch for myself. And, and your other books, like The Obsession, the YA book, mm-hmm. was there a, a real decision that this wasn't going to be YA? I mean, personally, I think it works better not, mm-hmm. but was there a, a thought process behind that? Yeah, because up to that point, I had only been writing YA and middle grade. And I actually outlined it first as a YA with Mehdi in in high school and stuff. And um, I think it just wasn't really working as well. Um, I can't quite remember why, but I, I remember I outlined it and I was like, uh, I, I think I'm going to try outlining it as an adult book. And then that works so well. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And, and are you writing another book now? Um, so right now, uh, yes, I, I am writing. Oh, I'm writing multiple <laughs> other oh. books. Um, oh, busy. Yeah. I, yes, I, I have finished um, the sequel to uh, Dal A for Aunties, which will what? be out yeah next March so that'll be exciting oh (laughs) that's made my day that you did you see me sit up then I was just like what wow fantastic (laughs) oh that's that's really good because my next question was going to be uh, about how the characters of Dial A Frontis let you write another book because for me they're so strong I can imagine them sort of sitting on your shoulder and not letting you write a book about somebody else, about mm. a different situation. So, uh, yes, yeah, so 
Yeah, I mean, you think that they can't get into more trouble, but they do. (laughs) (laughs) And the the sequel um, takes place in England. So that's that's really exciting for me because I I lived in Oxford, um, I think, for five years or so. Great. Well, roll on. I don't like to wish time away, but roll on March then so we, we can hear yes. more, <laughs> more about it. I mean, as you say, you, you are um, you an know, accomplished author. You've written many books. If you could go back even five years, what advice mm-hmm. would you give yourself as an author? Oh, that's such a good question. I've, I, I always like ask myself that, you know, like, would I change anything? Um, I guess I, I would just tell myself, uh, you know what, you're going to be so grateful that it took you like eight books, you know, before (laughs) you got like one published, um, because truly if, um, I was so such a different writer, right. From, you know, when I was writing my first book, even when I was writing my fifth book, um, and if this had happened, you know, earlier on in my journey, I think I would have really flailed and panicked and, you know, not be able to come up with a sequel and, you know, Mm. so I'm, I think I would, I would just tell myself, you know, like be patient and just keep writing. Yes. That's interesting. There's a right time for everything and uh, it'll happen when it, when that is the right time and not what, not on your terms, on, on Mm -hmm. its terms. Is, Is there anything that surprises you about the publishing world? Uh, so much. <laughs> there were so many surprises. I feel like I could write a book about, you know, the things you didn't know about publishing. <laughs> yes, that could be a whole nother book. Yeah, dilate for yeah. authors, not on to. Yes, yes, actually, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but there were a lot of surprises. Um, so like people were saying that, oh, you won't have any say at all in your cover. And I actually found that um, so far, all of my publishers have been very uh, open to, you know, like uh, if I request like changes or or anything. So that was a really lovely surprise. Oh, that's I good. thought that you're just given a cover and then, you know, that's it. Like, don't say anything about it. But, <laughs> but they've actually been really nice about it. Yes, I love the the colours because yeah, there's the mm. original, the sort of orange one that was the hardcover, and then now we've oh, got the lovely pink for the the paperback. It's uh, yeah, oh gosh, great. I love the pink so much. Yeah. I still um, I'm still waiting for my author copies of the the pink one to arrive. So. Oh, sorry, <laughs> well, I've got mine anyway. I'm holding on you to it. Yours. Oh, so jealous. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, so when the writing isn't flowing, when it's when you're finding it a, a harder day, what's your mm-hmm. secret? Is it lighting a candle, eating some chocolate, a coffee, going for a walk, or do you just leave leave writing for that day and come back another day? What's your secret? Um, so I when see, so this is yet another reason why I'm so grateful that the journey took as long as it did for me. Um, So when I was writing my first book, uh, I thought that, you know, I had to kind of wait for inspiration to strike. And, you know, that's why it took me three years to finish the first book. And (laughs) 
And then I realized, um, well, actually, you know, I, I, I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to like three years to, to write sure. my book. Um, and so then I started kind of seeing it as like, um, like a job, you know, like whether or not I feel inspired, I just have to keep yes. doing it. And yes. so now I literally write 2000 words a day, whether or not I wow. feel inspired and a lot of it goes to waste, but, um, mm. but on the, the other side, you know, I, I never fear like, oh, I'm, I'm going to run out of ideas because I just know that I've trained my brain into writing 2000 words a day. Yes. Yes. Well, that's, that's mm-hmm. amazing. 2000. That's, that's quite full on. So you're quite dedicated mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to, to your art. I, I have to ask about yeah. TV rights, film rights, because for me, mm-hmm. this book just, it has to be a film. It, it, is there any oh, yeah. news? <laughs> Yes. Uh, so actually, right around the time that we sold the book to a publisher, uh, we also sold the film rights um, to Netflix. So Netflix. that's really okay. fun. Yes. And is there any further developments on that since, since that announcement? Or is there nothing that you can um, say? I think I can say that we have a script. And, and then for the rest, we're we're actually going to I think hear back uh sometime this week about what we can say and not say <laughs> right okay fair enough well I won't yeah. get you into trouble then but yeah uh, no that that's good I look I look forward to seeing it on the screen and I mm-hmm. look forward to reading the follow-up um and following your career oh my gosh thank you so much this has been so fun Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, that was very exciting, wasn't it? So Dale for Aunties by Jesse Sutanto. Great book. Very, very good. Um, so the next one I'm going to go through is Hunt by Leona Deakin. Um, this is one of the Detective Bloom series. They're thrillers. Um, and this is the blurb. Sometimes to catch a killer, you have to become the prey. And, and that's it. Simple enough. I thought it was excellent. Oh, OK. Hang on. There's more blurb. That was part one of the blurb. And this is part two of the blurb. The foreign secretary is being held under the Terrorism Act. He will answer the police's questions on one condition, that they let him speak to Dr Augusta Bloom. He asked Bloom to track down his niece, Scarlett, who hasn't spoken to her family for 10 years. The last they heard, Scarlett was getting involved with Artemis, an organisation dedicated to women's rights and the feminist movement, led by the charismatic Paula Kunis. But... As Bloom learns more about Artemis, she's torn. Is this organisation everything it claims to be? Or does it have a secret agenda? And if so, what has become of Scarlet? The only way to find out for sure is for Bloom to go undercover. But will she make it out safely or will she become the next to disappear? Um, I really enjoy this series. Uh, I've read the one, the previous book um, to this and I was very excited to read Hunt. Um, they're well written, they're pacey, uh, chapters are short and you've got sort of alternating storylines so it, it sort of you end one chapter on a real oh, what's going to happen next and then you're into a slightly different situation or view from somebody else's um, viewpoint and then you come back to them so it just it keeps you on your toes it's easy to read it's compelling it's different um, and that's something I'm going to be saying about one of the books I didn't enjoy so much that it's not different so I like this um I just think it's um, a commendable series. Really good. Yes, enjoyed that. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Detective Bloom thriller, Hunt by Leona Deakin. Uh, I am whizzing through these, aren't I? But hey, you've got a podcast. That's something. I mean, I, I haven't. Yeah, I think I'm going to be losing my modelling contract. <laughs> I've ever had one but oh my face is a mess it really is anyway it's fine I've just taken more painkillers so we'll be all right we'll be we'll be fine now the next book oh I didn't do the first sentence did I from Hunt apologies apologies first sentence is this she knew what she had to do there you go to the point, tells it like it is. So the next one is by Richard Osman, The Man Who Died Twice. And it's the second in the Thursday Mud Murder, Thursday Murder Club mystery. OK, let's be honest. Thursday Murder Club mystery. It, I wasn't a huge fan of the first book. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. And the rest of the world seemed to love it. So I felt very left out. Um so I wasn't sure quite why I didn't enjoy it. Recently, because I knew I'd got the second book uh, to read soon, I listened to the audiobook version and I really enjoyed that. Um, it still wasn't a 10 out of 10, but I enjoyed listening to it. So I sat down on holiday before I had my my little fall um, to, re to, to read this book and I loved it. 
I really enjoyed this one. It's got more to it. Maybe it's because I'm used to the characters, so I wasn't starting from scratch. I don't know. But I found it funny. Again, I was laughing out loud in a couple of places. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the journey, the mystery. People will say, oh, I find this very hard to believe. Oh, it's bending. You know, it's a bit absurd. I forget that. It's I really enjoyed it and I look forward to reading the next one. So I would rate this very highly. The Man Who Died Twice. I thought it was a good book, better than the first one. Um, which So I don't know if you love the first one. Are you going to enjoy this one as much? I don't know. All I know is that I really enjoyed it. Now, we come on to this book, Earth, by Rebecca Schiller. And again, you see, I've forgotten the first sentence. Oh, I think the painkillers really have uh, kicked in just a little bit too much. OK, um, so this is I'm going to give the first sentence of part one of Richard Osman's The Man Who Died Twice. I was talking to a woman in Ruskin Court and she said she's on a diet, says Joyce, finishing her glass of wine. She's 82. Um, yeah, so it just goes in straight into the, the lovely characters that I did enjoy. Anyway, on to Earth. I'm going to read the first sentence of Earth now before I forget that that's even a thing. Uh, right. Uh, this, well, that's a difficult one to read because it's... Uh, let me just see. Yes, I'm going to read you the first sentence of, not the prologue, a chapter called I Fall. It is dark on this moonless night, the ground uneven, and the half bottle of wine makes me forget to place each foot deliberately as I have trained myself to do. Um, and uh, let me read you the blurb. After moving to a countryside smallholding, Rebecca Schiller finds her family's new life is far from simple. Overwhelmed by what she has taken on and reeling from the turmoil in the wider world, her mind begins to unravel. And so she turns to her two acres and to the women of this land's past, searching for answers and hope. Here she stumbles on a wild space of imaginative leaps where she begins to uncover the hidden layers of her plot's history and of herself. As the seasons shift, the ground under Rebecca's boots offers hard lessons, delivering unflinching glimpses of damage done to peoples and the planet and revealing brutal truths about the seeds she holds in her hands. Yet as the new year arrives, offering a life-changing diagnosis and then a global pandemic, Rebecca begins to move forward with understanding. The small-holding has become her anchor and her family's shelter, an ancient oak tree, her talisman and her guide. Because when we find ourselves lost in a strange land, we all need something to hold on to, a way to keep ourselves earthed. Um, it's non-fiction. I had never heard of this book before. I saw it in a bookshop and snapped it up. Got a lovely signed copy as well. I really enjoyed this. It came to me at the right time. So I was in the right place to read it. Um, it's it's beautiful, honest, raw writing. It's managing the balance between um, a, an ambition to have your plot of land and root yourself sort of in Mother Earth and about dealing with the honesty of your mind and your body and how that sometimes can be jolly hard. I think it's one, it's a gift, you know, it's a good gift. Um, sort of Christmas time, this would be one if you've got people, you've got to like non-fiction, of course. Um, it's not a page turner. And yet, for me, I was 
turning those pages because I just wanted to know more and find out more. It's a very honest book. It's extraordinary. Bravo. And there we go. That's Earth. Now, the last book, The Unheard by Nikki French. In some respects, this was a good book. And maybe, just maybe, this caught me at the wrong time. So uh, let's let's do the blurb and, uh, and take it from there. Um, Tess's number one priority has always been her three-year-old daughter, Poppy. But splitting up with Poppy's father, Jason, means that she cannot always be there to keep her daughter safe. When she finds a disturbing drawing, dark and menacing, among her daughter's brightly coloured paintings, Tess is convinced that Poppy has witnessed something terrible, something that her young mind is struggling to put into words. But no one will listen. It's only a child's drawing, isn't it? Tess will protect Poppy whatever the price. But when she doesn't know what or who she is protecting her from... How can she possibly know who to trust? Um, okay, and the first sentence is, people say you can't die in your dreams, but last night I felt I was going to die. Um, it's, a, it's a good book in that it is well written. It is a page turner. It is easy to read. There's a real story arc in it. Um, personally, I am getting to the end of enjoying psychological thrillers where the story the emphasis is on the woman is the woman losing her mind is she good mother bad mother who does she trust abuse it's I just I don't want to read any more of that I need something fresh so if you are a fan of Nikki French you will love it and if that's the sort of book you normally like you will love it um, but for me I'm just uh, I've got a couple more books I have to read similar but after that I'm drawing a line no more of these psychological thrillers where the women are dragged through um, plots and stories that I feel I've just had too much of I need a break from it I want fresh writing I want fresh stories which I know is hard to do um, especially when you've got a market demanding that you write them but I'm afraid being honest that's how I feel. So there we go. Uh, let's just whip through the books that I've I've reviewed for you. I'm sorry it's so quick today, but at least you've got this podcast. It came close to not happening and I'll be back as normal next week. Anyway, so this week I've reviewed Dale for Aunties by Jesse Sutanto. Great book. Hunt by Leona Deakin. Good book. Uh, the Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman. Great book. Earth by Rebecca Schiller great book and the unheard by Nikki French not for me but I'm sure it will be right up a lot of people's streets so there we go that's all I've got time for today look after yourselves and I'll see you very soon take care now bye bye you've been listening to the quick book reviews podcast that's enough books said no one ever see you again soon 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.